0: Hello mama! Excited to bring another holiday episode to you. Today we are talking about how to help your kids make this Christmas season about Jesus. How to help them know it's about Jesus without just shoving it down their throats and getting angry and stealing all the fun. (laughs) I'm not saying you're doing that but it can be so confusing and hard to think about okay how do we enjoy this season and make sure that we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're focused on the real reason behind it. And so, you know, this is something I'm still figuring out as well. And so, I'd also love your ideas. Um, so, by the way, please come share them in the Facebook group. You can find it at more uh, by searching in Facebook for Morning Mama Collective. You can also use the link in the show notes. But So I would love to get all of your ideas, but I wanted to, I sat down and and thought through some of these, some of the things um, that we have done, some of the things, ideas that I had, and I just want to share with you some thoughts to hopefully get you thinking about how you can do this season in a way that helps your kids really remember, right? That it's not just about Santa. It's not just about gifts. It's not just about gifts. It's not just about gifts. No, I'm not stuttering. (laughs) I just know like my kids, it's like, and even some of the, the Christmas books we have, it's like, there's so much focus on presents and presents and presents. And I am not against presents. I I think they're fun. I think they're great, you know, and I know every family has different views and different ways they handle that. Um, But I do think there's a way that we can do it better. Like I know growing up, I was so fixated on the presents and the presents. And, you know, I remember getting to a certain age where I would just be sad after we opened all the presents. Like I would get some new things and it would be great but I would feel sad because I had put my hope in those presents, right? I had made those presents an idol. And so I just kind of didn't love Christmas day any longer. And, you know, even as an adult, I can fall into doing that where I, um, you know, get excited about something and get excited for presents. And then I'm, disappointed again, right? Um, And so I've gotten better where I don't actually even like usually look forward to the presence now. And then when I do get something I want, I'm like, oh, that's a cool bonus, right? Kind of goes, if you listen to the last episode, goes into that whole expectation thing I was talking about. Um, But, you know, now for me, Christmas is just about the season. Like Christmas Day is fine and, and good, but truly like my favorite part of Christmas is the season of it, not the day of it. Um, and so it's, it's kind of been transformed where I just am excited for the celebration of this season and all of the fun stuff that it brings. And remembering like what we're really doing here and, and thinking about that all month long. Um, and so I, I think there's a way that we can help our kids kind of get to this place where they understand that. And I think it's, you know, a, a challenge still and um, things things will work on through the years as they get older. But I wanted to talk through some ideas for you today of what what this could look like. How can you begin to help them see the bigger picture of what's happening here and not make uh, this season or the presence an idol in their lives? So get excited. I'm excited. Just talking about Christmas makes me excited. I wish I had like some peppermint mocha, but I drink all my coffee and it was pumpkin spice. So kind of a little behind on my creamer situation, but it was still festive, you know? (laughs) Anyways, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for, Alright mama, excited to just share some thoughts with you today as we enter this amazing season. And one of the things too, and this is kind of not what this today's episode's about, but one of my favorite things about this season is that the new year is coming and I love the new year ah, oh, fresh goals, fresh dreams, fresh slate. Not uh, Now you can have a fresh slate every day, but there's something about the new year that I love the most. So, um, that's uh, to me, it's like, it's all in anticipation of the new year. I mean, it's in t- anticipation of Jesus's birth, obviously. And I'm, you know, sitting and celebrating that, but I just love the build-up to the new year. So, anyways, I digress. Um, I am excited to share with you just, I have like four kind of ideas to unpack about how to help our kids really focus on Jesus this season. And the first one is, um, and some of these I've tried, some of them I haven't. I've heard from other people that I know and love, um, that I respect their parenting. Um, and you know, some of them we have tried, but the first one I think is the most fun. And honestly, We haven't done it yet, but like in years prior, but we're planning on doing it this year. We've already had a lot of conversations with our kids about it and they're excited for it. But essentially this is about making Christmas birthday mode. So... One of the best ways to help our kids understand what Christmas is about is to remind them it's Jesus's birthday, right? Our kids know what birthdays all are, are all about. Our kids know it's all about celebrating the person that was born, right? It's about focusing our whole attention on them and and decorating for them and and. It's like partaking in a celebration for them, right? The, the person that it's their birthday, they're not the only one that gets cake and presents, right? Everyone gets cake. Everyone goes to a birthday party and they get presents, right? Those little goodie bags, you know, for the most part. <laughs> um, and so we get to all partake in this experience of Christ's birth together. Like we are, get to celebrate him. And so one of the, the easiest ways to do this is to make Jesus a birthday cake every year. And so that's what we're planning to do. I haven't quite figured out the timing. Probably for us, Christmas Day is when it's gonna make the most sense. But we are gonna like make him a cake, put in some candles, sing happy birthday to Jesus because this is all about him. And so it's just helping our kids have this easy handle to understand, right? They already have a, a context for birthdays. They already understand that. And so if we can connect, help connect the dots even more to like, yeah, it's birthday. So we're doing birthday things, right? We're having a cake for them, for him. Um, that's just really going to help them really understand this. And then talking about it all throughout the month, like, yeah, we get to enjoy presents. Yeah, you know, we get to enjoy Santa and I know everyone has different takes on Santa. Um, yeah, we do Santa. I have mixed feelings about it, honestly. My husband is for sure all for it, and so I'm I'm behind it and I'm for it. Um, I yeah. So you you do you on the whole Santa thing, but there is a way to do Jesus and Santa. I don't think you have to eliminate Santa. Um, in fact, our church every year has a Santa come, and the kids get to sit with Santa and take a picture. And so I think there's 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 such fun ways to incorporate Santa. Um, but all that to say that's not the main thing. We're not like putting all the focus on Santa. Like that's a side thing. And and it's kind of like tying everything back in. And so if you do do Santa, you can tie that back into Santa helps spread cheer, um, by to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Like Santa's helping, um, uh, show generosity. And that's really, if you go back to the origin of Santa and the story behind it, right. That's how it all started as the man that was, trying to be generous. And so we can talk about that and how, how Santa is trying to exemplify that generosity and that giving of like, just like Jesus did, that Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice for us. And, um, you know, so, so everything gets tied back to this birthday mode, like December, Christmas is Jesus's birthday. So birthday cake is a really easy way. Um, you can also decorate, right? Like if you are Christmas decorations, but like you can call them birthday decorations, or you can have some alternative, uh, decorations that help remind you guys that it's Jesus's birthday. So something that looks kind of birthday-y, but is also Christmassy, you know, so whatever that looks like for you guys. Um, but you can also do some more simple things like having the kids m- make a birthday card for Jesus, right? Having them sit down and do that. Um, they can, um, I know, one of the things I've been doing with my son. So when we got back from North Carolina, he was on North Carolina time still. And so normally I would have to wake him up at seven, but he was waking on his own up at six, which... I mean, for all of you parents, you know how big of a difference that is. And so that was like really hard for me because I usually would be alone having time with God during that time. And so we were trying to figure out how to make that work for, it just lasted a few days, but it was hard during those days. But anyways, I would, you know, he would sit with me while I was still trying to spend time with God and he, he wanted his tea. Like I had my coffee and so he's like, can I have some tea? And so he would drink, he would have his tea, he would drink and um, he can't read or write yet. He's, he just turned five and so he's learning to read, but he's not there and he can write some letters, but not like full sentences and he can write his name, but that's about it. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, I can't just sit him down and have him read his Bible or even journal. And so I was trying to figure out how to have him engage in time with God alongside me. And so I, I had him draw a picture for Jesus. And so he, you know, just made a a beautiful colored drawing, you know, just abstract and um, but I just thought it was so cool that he he made that for God, and it's like you know a beginning of that relationship where we're we're sitting down and we're connecting to God, and so I think all that to say, I think it's so cool when uh, kids can just make things for Jesus and maybe they make them a gift, maybe they make them a card, and just kind of bringing that offering to Jesus, so. All that to say, that's the first one is just really like going into birthday mode and making everything you talk about, everything you do, framing everything under this umbrella of it's Jesus's Birthday. And then it gives you this opportunity to talk about Jesus and what this all means and have it be a fun way, right? Like kids, who doesn't love birthdays? And kids love birthdays. So we're bringing in joy. We're bringing in fun. We're not trying to like, because I think sometimes we inadvertently strip away some of the joy and the fun when we try and bring in Jesus, but we don't do it in a fun way. Like, so we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to make it focus on Jesus, but a kid only hears like, Oh, I have to, like this is boring, right? They don't like get it. And so we want to make sure the way that we're bringing in Jesus is the most fun because Jesus is the most fun. Like truly, he's everything. He brings so much joy to our lives more than anything else in this world ever can bring. And so we want to make sure our kids can catch that and learn that and that's going to help their hearts want to engage and like Child, like Jesus loves children and children love fun and silliness and so we've got to make sure like when we are bringing in Jesus there is fun and silliness there which brings me to number two and I mentioned this in the last episode but this is to act out the Christmas story <laughs> and it is so fun and silly Oh my gosh, I gotta go back and uh, watch the video from last year. I think, I'm trying to remember if we did it the past two years or just last year, but it is super silly, right? Like, when you're acting out this story, and you obviously, most of us don't have all of the parts, and so you have to play multiple parts, and then you're trying to get someone to be the baby, which is just funny. I mean, last year, we had a baby. It worked out. Toby was uh, just a month old, so that was really easy, <laughs> but then, like... Oh, there's just different parts, right? Like then the, you got to have a donkey. And so then someone's kneeling down trying to be the donkey and someone's trying to ride on their back and (laughs) you got a pregnant lady. And I made my two-year-old be the pregnant lady. And then you got to have the give birth, right? So it's just some funny stuff. And so you got to, you know, when you're doing this, you got to kind of let go of some of the control. Like we're not trying to make a Pinterest worthy, uh, you know, at, play is absolutely not the goal. No Pinterest, right? This is for silliness. And so you got to let go of that control, let go of it, trying to be something that is trying to look pretty or per- perfect. Um, you got to let go of that, um, any kind of stubborn silliness. That's your stubborn seriousness that gets in your way of, you know, wanting things to go a certain way. You got to kind of let go and know that people are going to uh, do the park differently than you want them to. And and it's like the whole point of it is really laughter. Obviously, the bigger point is to help them understand that this is all about Jesus. But besides that, the point of it is laughter. So try and now also, you know, if you're going in and maybe your family is a little bit older, your kids are a little bit older, maybe your your family's a little more serious. Like it might just be awkward and it might not be as laughter filled as I am talking about right now because of the chaos of how we did it. So just know your family and, and go in like trying to just connect and remind them. And you know like if you know your family and you know like that the way I'm describing it wouldn't work for you guys, figure out a way that would. Like what would be fun for them? Maybe they really like crafts. Maybe you guys can um make a bunch of crafts that like like the the different stages of, of the journey that Mary and Joseph went on and 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 then you can walk little stick figures through. You could do a puppet show, right? Maybe the adults can put on the puppet show. Maybe Um, the bigger kids can put on the puppet show, right? Figure out what's going to work best for your family, but trying to act the Christmas story out and then just keep laughing because I just, am just remembering it It was just funny. Um, acting out in some kind of way is going to help your kids have that moment where they're finding joy and connecting to the real meaning behind Christmas. So highly recommend that. Oh, just some other tips on this. Um, and this is so, uh, like I think I shared recently, uh, we started this last year, the year before, and I, I, I don't know where I got the idea. Oh, I think I got the idea. Cause the book shepherding a child's heart, which I love for discipline and parenting, they talk about acting out Bible stories about that's a great way to teach our kids the Bible. And so I think I had that inspiration and then I was like, oh, we should do this for the Christmas story and we should do it every year. And so I didn't even know that my pastor already did this growing up, but he showed us pictures this last Sunday of his family growing up. And they had some great ways they did it. Uh, they would uh, paint on or color on with like a marker beards for, you know, whoever was Joseph. They would put uh, towels over their head to kind of have some of the the, the clothing that they might have worn. And like there's just some really funny ways to do it. So, you know, dress up, you know, that for them the, the manger was a laundry basket get silly dress up, get some sheets, maybe instead of a towel, put a sheet over your head. That could be like your whole dress, right? Just like let yourself go. Maybe you do it with your extended family. Maybe everyone that comes over Christmas day wants to participate, like (laughs) figure out what's going to work best. And please, please, if you take pictures and you get any good ones, like where it's not just chaos, please post them in the Facebook group. I would love to see those. (laughs) our video is like not even worthy of posting. It's so chaotic, but I just remember how much it made us laugh. And that was, it was so fun. All right. Number three. And here, one of the ways that we can help our kids remember what the season is really about is really help them to find opportunities to be generous, right? so much of what goes wrong in this season and kind of leads, um, us and our kids in the wrong direction is that so focused on us and, and receiving and, and getting and getting and getting more and more and more. Right. And so if we can help turn that, and, and help our kids learn to be generous and have opportunities for that in this season. And that's going to kind of combat some of that consumeristic mentality that has kind of crept into a season of Christmas. And so we can do this in a number of ways. I think, first of all, just, um, helping them even at young ages buy gifts for each other and, you know, taking time to think about the the people in their lives and think about what those people might like, and maybe they make a gift, maybe they make a card, maybe they buy a gift, maybe they have allowance, they use that allowance on people. Um, you know, whatever, again, wherever your family's at, whatever that looks like, having them be thinking about other people, maybe that's something you are like, duh, of course we're going to do that, but I know not everyone does. I think my kids, you know. Like it's, it's funny when they get older and it sneaks up on you and you're like, oh yeah, they're actually old enough now to do this. And we've just been in a mode where we just buy everything for everyone because they were too little to really do this. And so I'm talking about myself here where I'm like, oh yeah, you know, last year we did it a tiny bit, but I think this year, I think two of my kids are really old enough to think about this for, um, a lot of people in our family and, and take that time to not just think about what they want, but what they can give. So that's one way. Another great way is just by serving others. So figuring out if there's serving opportunities in your church, in your community, um, you know, I mean, always if there's if your kids are old enough, uh, going to a soup kitchen is always a great idea, and doesn't just have to be on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day, but any any time during this month or obviously the the year is great. But if you're wanting specifically to remind them what this season is all about, um, is you know taking them to serve in some capacity. And yeah, I think just helping them see that, you know, cause again, when we get focused on what we want and having more and more in our kids, of course, it, we, that selfishness takes over and it begins to strip away our gratitude and it begins to shift our perspective. And we suddenly feel like we don't have enough. We suddenly go, you know, as I've been talking about recently, go into the gap instead of the gain. So we're focused on the gap We're focused on what we don't have. And when we're in the gap, it only leads to an unhealthy place. It only leads to more selfishness and striving. And so if we go to the gain and we begin to be able to be focused on how much we do have, and so anytime we're around people that have less than us, that automatically helps us shift to that gain where we're like, holy smokes, like I'm sitting here complaining because I don't have this thing, but wow, there are so many people that have way less than I do, whether it's, um, mental clarity or physical blessings or, uh, ability to move in their body or health in their body. And so helping them see some people, whether it's, um, underprivileged kids, like I know our church every year has a big, um, toy, toy, what do we call it? I can't think of it. Give hope store. That's what we call it. Give hope store where we, um, invite all of the kids in the neighboring neighborhoods over to uh, where we have church, which is at a a high school. But we set it all up and we get tons of toy donations and they get to, the parents get to go and shop for the kids and um, get get presents for families that wouldn't have had the money to buy at this Christmas. And so like that serving there and, and inviting our kids to serve there is a great way to help remind them like, hey, these kids would not have presents if they didn't if their parents didn't get to come here. And so it's just helping them see the bigger picture of like how much they have. And especially for kids, they don't have context for that a lot of time. Um, And even if you're a family, that goes to one of those. Maybe you have, don't have a lot. Maybe you guys are technically in poverty. And so you're, this thing I'm talking about, that's what you go to to get gifts. That's amazing. And you can find people that have less than you. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be serving opportunities there, but just even helping maybe go to a hospital. And if there's ways to like visit sick, probably, I don't know how the hospitals are now, but, you know, even talking about these things, like talking about there's families that have less, there's kids that don't have their health, you know, wherever we're at, whatever we have, there's always someone that has less than us. And so just helping give our kids that bigger context, because, us adults, like we know that bigger context, but we forget it. A lot of our kids don't even know that. They just assume that what they have, everyone has, or, you know, if, you know, everyone else has even more. And so just helping our kids just see that bigger picture is super key. Um, another thing we did this year was Operation Christmas Child, where um, it's a really great ministry where you can package up a bunch of toys and send it off to um, different countries that might not have as much and you get to write them a letter and everything. It's It was really cool. And so we, we did a whole shopping trip and my kids, we spent like a couple hours in Target filling their boxes and we did not buy a single thing for either of them. And the whole time we were focused on note words about the other kids. So that's just a great exercise to help, um, teach them to be generous and to be thinking about others. Um, yeah. So any any ways that you can help them be generous or serve, um, and even helping them participate in the service that happens, the serving that happens at Christmas time, whether that's serving in the church or even I'm talking about serving at home, like as you're preparing the meal, helping, asking them for help to to prepare the meal and to set the table and to to get everything ready, asking for them to help with wrapping the gifts, asking for them to to help with everything that happens in what we're creating so that they can understand that we are, uh, this is a season of, of sacrificing and serving and being generous. All right. So that's number three. Number four is just in a very similar vein is just lots of conversations about gratitude. Uh, I think again, we can so easily slip into me, 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 me. And it's tricky Because, you know, even as I like start asking my kids, like, what do you want for Christmas? Or what, what might you like? And they're looking through the magazines from Amazon and whatnot. And they're circling all these things they want. And I don't know, sometimes I just hate all of that. (laughs) And again, I'm not against gifts. I think it's fun and can be beautiful. But you know, it just gets into that wrong mindset. And so I'm constantly redirecting, like I'll still ask the questions. they can still look through those kind of magazines. Sometimes mostly it's because their grandparents give it to them, which is fine. It's fine. But, um, it does give them ideas of things. I, I do want to bless them, you know? Um, but then I'm just constantly redirecting with conversations and saying like, Okay, you know, that you want this, that's great. But what are you grateful for? Like what how can we talk about what you do have? How can we talk about, thank God for the blessings that are already present with us and and just constantly redirecting that back and not, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to do it in an annoying way where you're like driving them crazy. You want gratitude to be a gift for them, not something that like is you know, against stealing their joy because they're not allowed to want anything. Um, but, you know, just trying to like keep that in the back of your mind as you go through this season. How can I help my kids focus on gratitude? And, and, um, and really just watching those selfish attitudes. Um, you know, watching if, if that selfish attitude starts rearing its ugly head, if they're like wanting these things and and whining about it or comparing, or I don't know, you know how it, it, you can, you can sense that selfish attitude when it starts spiking up right away. And so just really being, being attentive to that so that you can help point that out in them. That's something that my kids and I talk about all the time. I'm like, Ooh, it sounds like you have a selfish attitude kind of coming in or, or it sounds like you're kind of being selfish right now. What's, you know, let's talk about that. And so like they already know that word and they already know they're connecting that uh, word to that mentality that comes up so that they can know that that is not a good thing. Because I think sometimes when we're not aware, we don't realize that that selfishness actually produces yuck in us. I mean, I think you can recall moments where you fall into that selfishness and just thinking about you and it might feel good for a second because you're like thinking about what you want and you just really want it and it's really exciting but then you know you you pause and uh you're like oh that actually didn't produce any kind of good fruit inside of me and so we want to help our kids recognize that that we can want things but our hope is in christ and in all things we need to be grateful and so, if we're, we're moving away from gratitude, that's not a direction we want to move. So, we need to be careful about where they're going and even how we encourage them, right? If we're always having them focus on the presence or what they want. And um, I think just being cautious of how much we're talking about that and how we're talking about that. So, I hope that gives you some ideas about how to start thinking about how to get your kids focused on the real reason we're celebrating this season. And um, yeah, I hope that that sparks your creativity and helps you get figuring out what would work for your family uh, I would encourage you to just sit down right now and spend a few minutes thinking through what's going to work for your family what traditions do you want to integrate into your family this year that are going to help your kids get focused on the right things are you guys going to do a birthday cake are you going to go surf somewhere are you going to act out the Christmas story what is that going to look like for your family and then come post it in the Facebook group so we can all be inspired by you and learn from each other um, let me just pray for you, and I'm excited to hear what God leads you to this season. God, I thank you for the beauty of this season, and that we just get to have so much joy as we celebrate your birth. God, I thank you for how much fun it is, and and how many amazing things get to come out of it. God, I pray that you would help us as uh, moms. God, just be generous this season, that you would help us to stay focused on gratitude and what you've given us and how much we have already, Lord. And I pray that you would just fill our hearts with gratitude that overflows into our whole family this year. And God, just give us wisdom as we lead and guide our families, Lord. Would you just help us to just have insight into what's going to work for our family and how to get our kids just uh, focused in the right direction this season as we are trying to uh, help them understand why we take a whole month whole two months to light up our houses and our rooms and buy presents and uh, that it's all because of you, Lord. So thank you that you're going to be in the midst of that, Lord. And I just pray for joy and fun as we teach our kids uh, the real reason for this season. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama.